There's only one authority on the Tennessee Titans, and that's the Tennessean. And there's only one show that's an authority, too, and you've found it. This is Talkin' Titans. Hello again, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Talkin' Titans. I'm Tennessean sports columnist Gentry Estes, joined by Tennessee Titans beat writer Ben Arthur. What's up, people? We are obviously going to talk a lot in this week's show about Derrick Henry. It's the big news around the team this week. Uh, Derrick Henry cleared to return to practice, which he did on Wednesday afternoon, a few hours before we're uh, sitting down to record this. So at this moment, we don't know if Derrick's going to play against the Texans on Sunday, but we do know he was back out of practice and appeared to be moving pretty well. Ben, what do you think? Yeah, yeah, I was, you know, I was one of the few um, re- reporters out there today, and he he looked good, man. Like I I can't lie, like he's moving well. Um, he, he did all the drills. Like we we can only see a certain portion of uh, practice uh, during the regular season, just basically stretch and and the individual period. But Derek was doing everything that the other running backs were doing. Um, that there was no contact stuff. Uh, that that we saw or any hard cuts per se and anything to, to that degree, but he he did kind of all the all the basic things was taking handoffs from Tannehill and um, just ball security work and and you know he was moving well um, looked the 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 foot didn't look, appear to be too much of a concern he, he looked like he had some speed I, I saw I'd posted a, a video of kind of his day on. On Twitter and and a lot of people were saying how he maybe even looks faster. I I don't know about all that. I don't know, but um, he 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 did look good. Um, and what what that means for his status for you know, potentially playing on on Sunday, I don't know. But in terms of a first day back at practice in more than two months, I, I'd say he he looked pretty darn well. You know, here's my thing on this, and I I. I don't like being on the fence. It's like my job to kind of give an opinion. Um, But I really do see both sides of it for Sunday. I think it's a tough decision because, you know, look, on one hand, he's either healthy or he's not. And if he's healthy enough to get out there and practice, then he presumably should be healthy enough to get out there and play in a game. That's usually how this works. Um, On the other hand, if there's a chance he could hurt himself, if he'd be in a better place two weeks from now, then I think you probably don't play him. And uh, that would seem to make a little more sense to me, except for the fact that this is obviously a huge game. And I don't think people should be taking this game lightly at all. Uh, if they don't think the Texans are capable of beating the Titans, then they weren't paying attention a few weeks ago when the Texans did beat the Titans in Nashville. So this is a huge game. And and I, I, I as I, I, I wrote in a column for the, for the Tennessean that I, I think that, any excitement that accompanies Derrick Henry returning, which there was a lot of excitement today. I kind of kind of poked fun at that a little bit at how everyone said how excited they were. But all that goes away if they lose to the Texans. Uh, it's not like if this was a situation, Ben, where they're, they're fighting for a seed and maybe they're two, three, four, okay. But the Kansas City Chiefs opened a door. They opened a door and gave a golden opportunity to the Titans. The Titans have got to walk through that door now. If they lose this game and they let the number one seed get away, home field advantage in the playoffs, first round by all the good stuff that comes with it, I, I think it, it, it it's going to be a lot tougher to get to come back from that than it would have been otherwise. They 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 need this win 
<laughs> they need to get that number one seed. And they need to get the buy. They need to take advantage of what's been given to them at this point. Yeah, absolutely, Gentry. And I think the Titans, they understand the magnitude of this game, right? After just like two or three questions about Derek, Vrabel was like, you know, so do we have any questions about Houston? Like, And, and he's naturally that way, right? Always wanting to focus on the opponent at hand, um, at least in, in front of us. But He is, but, the, but I understood it this time. I did. Yeah. Yeah. It is important. Definitely. Definitely. And um, so, so yeah, this is a huge game and, and look, I I will say that this isn't the same. This isn't, I don't think this is the same Titans team uh, going into this last game against Houston that they were in in that first game. Uh, First of all, I I don't think the weather is going to be in a factor, right? Because uh, my understanding is that energy stadium has that roof. Um, and, and the Titans run game wasn't what it was uh, now than it was back then. It, it, they, they, were, they were just a couple games into life without Derrick Henry. At this point, you know, Deontay Foreman has proved to be, even if Derrick doesn't play, Deontay Foreman has proved uh, to, to be a really dependable guy back there. Dontra Hilliard as well. The run game is solid and they'll have AJ and Julio uh, for, for this game. AJ, if everyone if you guys can remember he didn't AJ got hurt I want to say first second quarter um or no he exited the third quarter of that first Texans game and Julio was on IR and so they should have both of those guys um so so yeah here's here's what I did up on this Ben three games this year that all three of those guys have played more than 50 snaps on offense 50 percent of the snaps on offense three that they've had Julio AJ and Derrick Henry out there that's amazing. Going into the season with everything that was expected of this offense because of those three guys, to think that they have only three games. It was the first two games of the year. You kind of throw out Arizona, Seattle okay, and then week six against Buffalo. Since then, you know, there's been no other game that they've been able to do that. And, and I think if we'd known that going into the season, to say that this team is sitting here at 11-5 and five is pretty dang remarkable. Yeah, I, I, I would have called you crazy and – and for good reason, Mike Vrabel has been getting buzz for uh, coach of the year. Like, without even a question about it today, uh, Kevin Byard had just said it. Like, he was like, Mike Vrabel should be coach of the year. I also asked Jeff Simmons. He was like, Vrabes should be coach of the year. I mean, just what what the Titans have been able to do despite everything that has gone wrong with between injuries, uh, between w- with COVID, uh just with everything that's kind of been thrown their way, they've found ways to succeed in spite of it. Um, I think one kind of blessing in disguise with, with the whole Derek situation is that they've been able to, they've been forced and they've found depth at running back. Like if you remember, like before Derek went down, like they just did not have depth behind him. I mean, Derek was, getting 25 to 30 carries a game other than McNichols being sprinkled in on third down. There wasn't a whole lot to work with. Um, but now uh, with with how Hilli- uh, Foreman and Hilliard have, have come on and, um, you know, that they have a lot of depth at, at running back and and this defense, I think that's been, that's obviously been one of the biggest stories for the team this season. Uh you know, it's obviously come as the the offenses have their own kind of struggles and haven't seemed to uh, 
have everyone healthy at once, but the moves that the team made in the offseason uh, have, have paid tremendous uh, dividends, and, and the defense is a big reason why that they've found so much success in spite of all the problems. I think Danico Autry is one of the most underrated players in the NFL. He might be uh, John Robinson's biggest free agent signing um, to this point um, in in his uh, tenure as as GM. I can't that there have been some good ones, but in terms of instant impact, just with what he's helped kind of fuel in this front four, which may be the the kind of the best in the league at this point, I, I think that kind of says a lot about what he's kind of brought to the table. So. Um, the fact that they've found so much success in spite of all the issues and the fact that heading into the regular se- regular season finale and into the playoffs that we could actually see a fully healthy Titans team, uh, that, that has to be a really scary prospect for um, opponents. And, and I think just the fact that, you know, you're, you're going to get Derek fresh going up against defenses that are pretty beat up um, at this point. Uh, <laughs> You know, I don't, I don't know how excited teams are are, are going to be to to face him uh, moving forward. Yeah, I I think with with Vrabel, to to me the coach of the year stuff. Yeah, I mean I think you could definitely point to all the injuries and adversity they've had to overcome. But um, to me, it goes back to a decision before the season that I criticized, and I think a lot of people criticized uh, putting Shane Bowen in in charge of the defense. And, and I think at the time, it it quite honestly didn't make a lot of sense to a lot of people given how poor the defense played last season, presumably with the idea of Shane Bowen kind of being the wink, wink, not really defensive coordinator. Uh, you know, it didn't work. So, to, so to give him the title, I think a lot of people were kind of looking at that and going, well, why is that going to work? But it has uh, Shane Bowen's had a, re- had a remarkable season. And, and to me, I think for as much as people are talking about Derrick Henry and his return and, and understandably so look, it's King Henry, but to me, the reason why I think the Titans are a lot more of a realistic and serious challenger in the playoffs this year than they were last year has to do with the defense. The defense Absolutely. is so much better. And and, and I'm, I think going into the playoffs last year, I never viewed the Titans as the team that I really thought was going to make a serious run. This year I could see it, and it's because the defense has – they're not just better than they were last season by now, Ben. They keep getting better this season. They're improving more and more each week. You see them getting healthy. They're to a point now with their rotations defensively that they have quality depth, and they're now rotating in good players at all at all three levels. Guys who have had to start games along the way, they've gotten better because of it. A guy like David Long, for example, he didn't really do much last year, but he was kind of forced into a much larger role this year. He responded. He played well. The whole defense has gotten better because of that with guys like Buster Screen, some others who have had to step in. You know, Naquan Jones, you see it at each level. Guys who really probably weren't expected to play the role that they play, they ended up playing it. Now they can go back into role positions as role players, and the whole team's better because of it. And I think you're seeing that all over the place. The Titans aren't just getting healthy. They're better. They're better because of what they went through. And I think that's especially true on defense. I think you're seeing it play out. The defense, I think, is a few weeks ahead of the offense in terms of getting guys back, and you're starting to see this. But, you know, Julio gets back, Derrick Henry gets back, the O-line gets healthy. You're going to start seeing that on offense, too. And it does. It, it makes the Titans a scary team. Definitely. And, uh, you know, we're here talking uh, about kind of the Titans 
uh, the heading into this regular season finale with, with the number one um, seed in the AFC at stake. But before we continue, I wanted uh, to let you guys know about the new sports app we've launched as part of our USA Today family. USA Today Sports Plus is the new sports app that puts the fans first. Get the latest scores, stats, and standings and more by downloading USA Today Sports Plus from the App Store today. USA Today Sports Plus dot fan harder. And uh, Gentry, kind of before we get, get into more of the, of the stakes uh, for, for the Titans, I, I think it's important to kind of note uh, uh, the situation um, going on with um, outside linebacker uh, Bud Dupree, who's a, a member of kind of what's become a really elite front four uh, for the Titans. Um, he, he's he been uh, cited uh, for uh, misdemeanor uh, assault um, stemming from a Sunday evening um, altercation um, at a Walgreens um, in Nashville. Um, this was hours after um, the, the Titans uh, played and beat um, the, the Dolphins. Um, the charges were filed uh, against him on Tuesday. Mike Rabel today w- was speaking about how the, the Titans are monitoring the, the situation and, you know, our communication are in communication um, with, with with Bud and, and whatnot. We'll, we'll kind of see um, what this maybe uh Becomes kind of down the road. Um, he's not due for for a booking for for another few for three weeks. Um, but this is you know a situation to watch. This shouldn't. My understanding of the personal conduct policy. Uh, this shouldn't be a, a situation um, that rises to the level of um, a com, um, paid leave um, type situation. But um, that is kind of big news lost amid all, all the Derrick Henry stuff. And I don't know, Gentry, if you had anything to, to add to that, but um, that is a kind of situation um, that everyone should be aware of. And, and we'll, I guess we'll kind of see how that may or may not uh, affect his um, status moving forward. That's a misdemeanor. So no, I don't think it's the end of the world, but it's, it's not a good look. I mean, it's certainly not a good look this time of year. You're talking about one of the highest paid guys on the team. Uh, having something like this happen right before the start of the playoffs, it's, it's, no, it's not a good look. And and I think, you know, th- there's been a couple of videos that got out on, on social media about this. Mm-hmm. And I'll be honest, those two videos to me ended up raising more questions than they answered, in my opinion, uh, because you kind of watch it. And, you know, if you haven't seen it in the videos, Dupree gets gets upset. And I'd like to know why. I'd like to know exactly what caused him to get upset and then i think after he did he kind of i mean from what i could tell it's got a little hard to tell in these videos but from what i could tell you know he kind of tussled for a second and then his group kind of left and then he came back right yeah that's so correct. so you got to kind of question it's like why are you going back i mean if you're yeah. if, if you've left it's like I, there there is no good reason at that point for for coming back but but i i don't know if what we're talking about, you know, with with the police thought measured in the level of what they were looking for to charge him, if that was before he left or after, there's a lot of unanswered questions about this. But I mean, you know, it's it's I the the thing is, when you're when you're Bud Dupree, people are going to know who you are. And, uh, you know, whoever else was with Bud Dupree, nobody really cared who they were. Yeah. Bud needs to you know, maybe watch out for himself a little bit in these kind of situations. Yeah. You, you listen to one of those videos and, and 
the guy, I guess the guy recording was saying, that's Bud Dupree. And, you know, see, I mean, he's a target. Who he was. Yeah. 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 That's a, he's a high profile target. And like you said, there's so much. We don't know what happened before the recording started and we don't know what happened after the recording. So there are a lot of unanswered questions. As I said, this is still somewhat of a, a developing situation. So um, so more more to come um, on that. But um, just so everyone's kind of clear, I guess, on, on what's at stake um, for for the time. So they can obviously clinch the, the number one seed um, by beating the Texans. But there are actually a, a number of, of scenarios uh, for Tennessee to get the number one seed in the AFC. Uh, so uh, apart from them winning, there are actually three other scenarios where uh, they can get the one seed. Um, I guess they can they can tie plus a, a Chiefs loss or tie, um, or the, the Chiefs lose, plus the Bengals lose or, or tie, plus a Patriots loss or tie. And then the kind of the third one is, is a, a Chiefs loss, plus a Bengals loss or tie, plus um, a Bills win. Um, so long story short, um, I mean, you, you don't have to worry about any of that if the Titans just win and take care of business. So um, so we'll, we'll kind of see if that, that happens. Um, there have been kind of other situations where, where the Titans haven't taken care of business, um, against teams that they've should have, shouldn't beat, should have beaten, uh, the first game against the Texans earlier this year is one example. So, um, that's, uh, something to watch. Um, we touched on it a bit earlier Gentry, but, but if you, with what we know right now, as we're recording Wednesday evening, do you think that Derek plays um, on Sunday? Oh, that's a tough one because there's going to be people who listen to this <laughs> later, and we need to be clear we're sitting here on Wednesday afternoon. I- I've kind of thought all along, no, uh, I would be surprised. But I will say, having seen him on the field Wednesday, he looked like he could. Uh, just from what I saw. Now I'm no yeah. doctor, and there was a lot of practice. I didn't, I didn't see any of practice. Matter of fact, I wasn't allowed to be out there by restrictions. But you were, and what what I saw from you um, was not all of practice. But I think, I think he probably could play. I think the question is going to be how much the Titans want to push it. And it, it's look, it's going to be a tough call. It is because you need to win this game, and you also need, you don't need to send the message like you're okay resting in this game. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you, you don't need to send a message that well, we can, we can, we can call off. You know, no. I mean, you need to you need to send your best in this game, and it's pretty clear number twenty two to be your best. But look, I, there's a lot about this injury that we don't know, we haven't known, mm-hmm. uh, and one of those things I think is the risk of how much he could re-injure himself. And I think an injury like this, I have a hard time believing he wouldn't be in a better place two weeks from now than he is right now with his foot. And you also got to consider if they get the bye, you put him out there. I, I, to me, it's got to be all or nothing. You either play him and you run him 25 times like you would normally, and he's healthy and you don't, you know, he, if he's healthy enough to play, he's healthy enough to be Derrick Henry. Or you don't play him. I don't, I don't like the whole idea of let's get him out there and run him five, six carries just to get him, you know, get the rust off a little bit. Because look, if you get the bye, he's not playing him for two weeks anyway. So, I'm not sure what good that does for you. So to me, it's either all or nothing. If you gonna play him, then play him. But if he's not quite ready, then then I would, then he, they shouldn't play him. 
Yeah, you know, actually, Gentry, with you saying that, I was actually kind of first, like, in the camp of maybe you, you play him a little bit to knock the rust off. But as I'm kind of saying that, like, the running back position is such a rhythm position, right? And and if you if you just wanted to sprinkle him in, like, five, six, seven carries there, like, how that could maybe impact the effectiveness of the entire run game and what Deontay Foreman is able to do for you and, and things like that. So the, the Titans have a really big kind of question to, to ask themselves. Like if, if you do want to play Derek, but not use him to the typical 25 carries a game workload, like how would that kind of impact um, everything else uh, kind of w- with the run game? I think that's uh, important question um to answer but um but yeah i i, I don't know i i think that the, in the, the idea of just kind of putting him out there kind of knocking off um any rust that may or may not kind of be there is going to be a big one because when the playoffs start it's kind of all or nothing and and to kind of put him out in the postseason whether it's the wild card or the divisional round um, and he hasn't played in two and a half months, um, you know, kind of, you kind of think like, oh, should, it may be better just in that case for the Titans to just play him in the regular season finale, just so we kind of gets the feel, um, because you really don't know how much you can simulate contact stuff in, in, in practice and kind of with the regulations, uh, just in terms of uh, what what teams can and can't do, um, so tons of questions that the Titans I, I, have to I be asking see the themselves. Point, I see the point behind that, but but just ask yourself. Let's say the Titans are up a couple of touchdowns. Dante Foreman is has taken most of the snaps to the to that point, and then you you put Derrick Henry out there just to do it, just to get him loosened up, and he gets hurt. Yeah, I I, I just don't see. The, the risk reward in that doesn't work for me in terms of just playing him just to do it. Now, if you go play him, play him. You know, if, if, if I've always been a believer of this, and Nick Saban would say all the time uh, when I covered him, you know, he'd ask about players, some of the better players on the team returning kicks. And he would always say, well, they could get hurt at practice tomorrow. He said they'd get hurt any play. He's like, you can't view it that way. You have yeah. to play the game. So if Derrick Henry's healthy enough, then I think I'd, I'd use him like I'd use him. I mean, you might as well, but if he's not, then don't play him. And I think that's the line to me. They don't have to play him, but but I wouldn't dip my toe in the water. I don't really see what gets accomplished either way when you kind of split the difference. Yeah. So anyway, that'll uh, that'll do it for this edition of Talking Titans. We hope you'll subscribe to Tennessean.com if you haven't already. Remember to subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Google Play, wherever it is you get your podcasts. Drop us a review and a rating while you're at it. For Ben Arthur, I'm Jetri Estes. Thanks for listening. See you guys next week. Talkin' Titans hosts each Thursday at Tennessean.com. You can also subscribe to Talkin' Titans for free on Apple Podcasts and Google Play. I'm Sean King. Talkin' Titans is a production of the Tennessean.